All right, welcome, welcome back to Made Arbitration. I still don't have any intro music. Uh, I'll have that next week, I promise. But uh, still no intro music for today's episode. And uh, I've been so busy this past week. And what's funny is that management has said that parcel volume is down, and somebody sent me some documentation showing that our parcel volume is actually up 8% over this time last year. And we have been getting smashed at our station. So I've not had any time to do anything, really, uh, to get all my stuff moved over still. So still no intro music. <laughs> and I'll have that next week. Cole reached out today, and he'll help me with that this next week. And so uh, I'll have the intro music next week, all right? Uh, almost done with my sinuses, so hopefully this will be a little bit better this week was going to do the um ep i'll do that next week there's some stuff that's come up and and i've been struggling with this for the past few days uh whether or not to talk about it and have talked with a few people and i am going to talk about it uh, it's a tough subject uh, but i felt that i'm all about transparency i told you that you know the good bad and the ugly I'm about transparency, and so we'll be transparent today. Um, it's a tough subject, and and uh, it's one that I have been, matter of fact, last night in bed, I sat there looking at the ceiling, you know, thinking about this episode. But uh, we'll talk about it because it concerns my union. And when I talk to you all about how do you want your union to be, how do you want your union to look, and as far as your representation is concerned and, and things like that, obviously, look, I, I hold nothing back. I, I'm upset with how my union has been run. I think that there needs to be change already uh, in such a short amount of time. We're in dire straits to me. Uh, some people don't feel that way, and that's fine. But to me, we're in dire straits. Um and I think that there there needs to be some accountability. We need to look at ourselves as far as some things are concerned because we're dropping the ball and, and it's hurting us as city letter carriers. I'm going to read some things to you here in just a second uh, as far as what I'm talking about. When we say, I see people put up all the time, we're all the union. I've talked about this before. We're all the union. Everybody's the union. And that's not the case. That's not the case. City letter carriers, we're, we can be the union. Uh, we can tow that line. Uh, we can be the union, but our union does not feel that way. Uh, and, and that's upsetting because when you say we're all the union, it takes all of us. I agree 100%. I agree 100% with that, that it takes all of us. And it starts with our leadership showing us. Uh, how that should be done. But to me, I think that's what your leadership should do. It show you how that should be done. There's a saying that I love, and it's uh, it's by uh, Frederick Nietzsche, and this is what he says. Is it better to out-monster the monster or to be quietly devoured? And that is, I say that that describes our union to a T right now. Is it better to outmonster the monster or to be quietly devoured? 
and we are being quietly devoured as we speak. Our union has allowed us to be quietly devoured. To me, you out-monster the monster. You have to be that monster, and that's what I always talk about when we talk about new regime or whatever. Um, the warriors that we talk about, we want to be building up warriors, building up a new union, a new NALC. Uh, we have to be monsters that devour the monsters. And we, our leadership has allowed us to be devoured. And we're in the process of being devoured. And, you know, it's whenever the election is two and a half years is the election. So what do we do until then? Uh, you know, I would hope that we would turn this around. But uh, everything that I see shows me that we are being devoured. Our union leadership is allowing us to be devoured. Uh, why? I don't know. I'm not understanding the cowardice. And I say it every damn week, the cowardice that is in our union right now. I don't understand it. You know, this, uh, and then, uh, this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. If somebody sent me these last week, and these are decisions. Now, I want you to think about this. I, I know I talk about double standards and all of that, and it is what it is. You know, there's not shit I can do about it, uh, you know, as a shop steward at Bell Meat. Our leadership has to get this under control, and they're not going to because the the Postal Service has given us a directive, you know, no more cease and desists. No more escalated monetary awards. And that's what they told us some years ago when all of this shift occurred. And anybody tells you that didn't happen is full of shit. They're lying to you. It happened. I know for a fact it happened. The Postal Service told the union no more cease and desist and no more escalated monetary awards. And we balked at that. Uh, they punked us out, like I said. I'm going to read just a few decisions to you, and then I'm going to get into a, a subject. I may do a removal that somebody sent me, and then I'm going to get into a subject that is very fragile, and uh, it's um, very difficult for me as a white male to talk about this, but I'm going to do that, all right? Because again, I believe in transparency. I believe our union has to have transparency. And it's a difficult subject to, for me to talk about because I am a white male. I'm as white as it gets. <laughs> if you ever saw me on the dance floor, you'd understand that. Uh, but uh, it's a very touchy subject, a very fragile subject. But I'm going to talk about it. You know why? Because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> talk about it uh, and have a few examples for you. But here's the decision that came out that this individual sent me and I want you to listen to this now and, and we're going to, and I'm going to, you know how I do, I'm going to flip it, you know, to, to the carrier side. Uh, let's see if both parties are given equal weight when we go to the B team. And here's the B team decision. Did management violate articles three and or five? and or 15, and or 19, via M1517 of the National Agreement, JCAM, when they failed to comply with the grievance settlements of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 grievances. If so, what is the appropriate remedy? So here's a grievance being sent up by an individual. 
They're saying management didn't comply with 11 grievances that they agreed to comply with, right? So here's the, here's the decision. The dispute resolution team has resolved this grievance. A violation of Article 15 and M1517 has been shown. The following remedy is directed. If not already done so, local management will pay the remedies agreed upon in the grievance settlements, and it has the 11 settlements. Proof of compliance will be provided to the local union within seven days of receipt of this decision. Lastly, local management is directed to comply with grievance settlements. That's the most useless decision you'll ever see written up and issued. It, it's, it's as lukewarm a decision as you will ever see. So here's management that has been directed to comply with 11 decisions. Now, 11 grievance settlements they've been directed to comply with, and they failed to do so. So we have a gentleman that sends this grievance forward to the B team saying, hey, management has failed to comply with all of these settlements. And this is what we want. And this is what they got. If not already done so, local management will pay the remedies. Let, let me ask you something. They don't even get a cease and desist. It just says local management will comply. So it's, it's completely worthless as a decision. Uh, it, it, it means nothing. It means nothing. Uh, let me ask you this. If Corey Walton gets a letter of warning for attendance, okay, and my attendance does not improve, and management says any future violations may result in, you know, further discipline, including to removal, or whatever the bullshit is they put on there. And I have a letter of warning. It's a legitimate letter of warning. Let me ask you this. And, 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 Tell me if y'all ever seen this, because I have not. And it may be out there, but tell me if you've ever seen this. My attendance does not improve. Matter of fact, it gets worse. And management issues me a seven-day suspension. And it goes to the B team. And the B team tells me, Corey Walton says, hey, look, management has met every just cause principle in your seven-day suspension. Management has shown that you did, in fact, violate the ELM provisions that they cite as far as being regular in attendance. You've already got a letter of warning for attendance. Your attendance has gotten worse since the, since the letter of warning. Management has met everything that they need to meet. You're as guilty as you can be. So we're going to rescind this seven-day suspension. We're going to rescind it, and we're going to remind you that you have to be regular in attendance. Have y'all ever seen that before? Have you ever seen that happen? Have you ever seen us be dead to rights as far as discipline is concerned? And then the B team say, hey, look, everything management says you did, you did it. You've already been disciplined prior. Uh, we're going to rescind this discipline. And we're going to remind you, remind you that, of your requirement to be regular in attendance. Have you ever seen that happen? Me neither. Why in the fuck is this going on all the fucking time with management? What has happened here? We have lost something in translation as far as this is concerned. When you say that management is guilty, and then they're guilty of what they were previously guilty of, they didn't abide by the previous decisions, 
And we're going to tell them, if you haven't done so, just pay it. And hey, look here, comply with the the contractual the provisions. If you haven't done so, look, pay, the, pay what you've been told to pay and, and comply with it. It would be no different. No different than what I just told you if they did that with us as far as discipline is concerned. Until we get that under control, you will never have compliance. Never. Uh, management buffaloed us so hard. They punked us out so hard that our B teams are issuing this watered-down, mealy mouth chicken shit bullshit right here. And this person sent me this, and I'll, I'll show you what, what they sent. I'll tell you what they said. Unfortunately, this is what he sent me when he said, and I'll read another one or two or three to you that was sent. Unfortunately, one of my guys snapped about it today. He printed out PS Form 1188s and is rallying every carry in my small office to cancel their dues. And honestly, I have no reasonable argument to offer as to why they shouldn't. I fight my ass off for them regardless if they pay dues. It's the guys above me selling them out, and he doesn't see the point in paying dues. This guy, who's the guy whose travel pay of roughly $600, totally got vacated. But at least uh, it's cease and desist, so I can't be that furious. We have come a long way from where I began, just astounding the lack of fight in this region. Uh, and so that's what he sent me along with these decisions. Here's another one that he sent. Did management violate Articles 3 and or 5 and or 15 via and or 19 via M1517 of the National Agreement, JCAM, when they failed to comply with grievance settlements? One, two, three. Uh, on this one, the dispute resolution team has resolved this grievance. A violation of Article 15 and 1517 has been shown. The following remedy is directed. If not already done so, local management will pay the remedies agreed upon in the grievance settlements for these grievances. Proof of compliance will be provided to the local union within seven days of receipt of this decision. Local management is directed to comply with grievance settlements. What about that? Listen to this. The local union contended the failure to abide by grievance settlements properly has an adverse impact on the union organization. By failing to comply with the national agreement and grievance settlements, and by failing to bargain in good faith, or by having a good faith observance of the grievance settlements, management is in violation of the Postal Service policy regarding grievance and arbitration award compliance. Management has failed to live up to its most basic obligation to comply with memorandum of understanding. Listen here. The file is absent any management contention or position as there was no formal A meeting conducted. So management's not going to comply with any of these settlements. And then they're going to go tell us to shove it up our ass at the formal A meeting. They're not even going to meet with us. They're not even going to meet. That's how seriously they take this grievance process. We've been told to comply with now 14 settlements. Fuck all y'all. We're not going. To, we're not going to comply with any of them. Kiss my ass on all of it. We're not going to comply with any of it. Matter of fact, matter of fact, we're not even going to meet with you at the formal A. We're just ain't going to meet, and we're going to send this file up. You know why? Because we know that the business agent and the B team ain't going to do shit about it. 
They're not going to do a damn thing about it. So again, when you get on social media and you say, we are all the union, who are you talking to? What are you talking about? When you say we are all the union, because <laughs> we are not all the union. We are not all the union. You see what I'm saying? We are not all the union. We have people trying to be the union, and then we have sellouts and cop-outs as far as business agents and B-teams that show us over and over again, we are not all the union. And these cowardly, chicken-shit decisions say it all. Here's another one. Same individual. Now, listen, th this is the same Stuart. When he talks about fighting his ass off, this is the same Stuart. And, and remind me again how we, or, or why we are supposed to stay in this. When we continue to get kicked in the teeth by management and kicked in our own ass by the union. We continue to get kicked in the teeth by management and kicked in our own ass by the union. And and this guy's in a station begging people not to get out of the union. <laughs> you have a guy in there railing on us, telling everybody to get out of the fucking union. Why are we in it? Yeah, you, know, you remember that episode I had about the uh, the house uh, security, the home security system. Why am I going to pay somebody a, a home security system when my car got stolen? All my furniture got stolen. Remember that way way on back. Uh, it's no different here. It's no different here. You're supposed to be my security system, my shield, right? My agent. And, and listen to this one. Did management violate Articles 3 and or 5 and or 15 and or 19 via M 1517 of the National Agreement when they failed to comply with Step B decisions? This isn't local. This isn't informal formal. Step B decisions. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Step B decisions. If so, was the appropriate remedy? So now we have the same steward sending up this grievance saying management failed to abide by seven step B decisions. And here's what it says. The dispute resolution team has resolved this grievance. The violation of Articles 15 and uh, M1517 has been shown. If not already done so, local management will pay the remedies agreed upon in the grievance settlements one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one grievances encompassed in those seven B team decisions. Proof of compliance will be provided to the local union within fourteen days of receipt of this decision. Local management is directed to comply with grievance settlements. <laughs> We've we've been successful so far. Keep plugging along. The following carriers will be paid a one-time lump sum payment of $25. Again, the file is absent any management contentions position as there was no formal A meeting conducted. God. Here's another one. Same same guy, same station. Did management violate Articles 3, 5, 15, and or 19 of the National Agreement and USPS Policy Letter M1517 and M1492 when they failed to comply with Step B Decision 1 and multiple Step B Decisions directing this post office management to comply with and or cease and desist failing to comply with grievance settlements and decisions? Okay, so now 
They're failing to abide by the B-team decision settlements now. Here's the remedy, if not already done so. Oh, shit. Local management will immediately comply with grievance step B decision. Proof of compliance will be provided to the local union promptly, but no later than seven days to receive this decision. Here we go now. Management will cease and desist. Finally got it. Failing to comply with grievance settlements and step B decisions. He finally got one after about 50. He finally got him a cease and desist. Here's what management says. Management at Formal A, so they finally came to the table, contends they agreed to pay the violation, but not do not agree to the additional payments. So after all of these decisions, all of these settlements, all of these awards, management finally shows up at the, at the Formal A finally shows up with the formal A after all of these decisions against them. And they say, hey, okay, we'll pay it. After 40, we'll pay it. But we don't agree to pay anything else. And what do we say? Cease and desist. What happened, man? God bless America. Until we get that reined in, don't ever tell me that we're all the union. That's such a load of shit. That's such a crock of shit. When you say we're all the union, every one of us is the union. That's so much bullshit, man. What about this guy? What about his union? Where is it at? Huh? After about 40, management finally shows up at the formula and says, we'll pay it finally. We've been pissing on y'all long enough. We'll pay this, but we ain't going to pay nothing extra. Our union is in bed with management, plain and simple. That's the cold, hard facts. Our union is in bed with management. And until we get a new regime in there that says this shit right here will stop, we'll have more and more people getting out of the union. We'll have more and more getting out of the union because, like I said, how many times can we take getting kicked in the teeth by management and kicked in the ass by our own union? How many times does that take until we rein this shit in, right? What did Nietzsche say? Is it better to outmonster the monster or to be quietly devoured? We are being quietly devoured in our union, and there's a prime example. You got a shop steward working his ass off, working his ass off, filing grievance after grievance after grievance. He's the monster trying to kill the monster. And what is his union doing above him? Quietly being devoured. Pissed on him. Pissed on this guy. And the carriers. Until we realize that it's the carriers that are being harmed here. When I tell you you got to have that love affair for the city letter carrier. When I tell you that you have to have that passionate love affair for the city letter carrier. Until that happens, we're going to continue to quietly be devoured. We will never outmonster the monster until we get these B teams reined in. Until these business agents are voted out, right? Until our leadership, the top, is voted out. I don't hear anything else about compliance issues, how we're going to handle compliance issues. When you have chicken shit stuff like this going on, 
I'm going to read a couple other things to you. Then I'm going to get into some touchy shit, man. Some touchy shit. But I want to read a couple other things to you. Uh, this one was quite comical. It says, Daily Instructions for Carriers. And I saw this online the other day. Now, listen, this just got sent out. It just got put up. Daily Instructions for Carriers. Begin tour. Must be on time, 8.50, not a click before or after. <laughs> Must be on time, 8.50, not a click before or after. Move. Make proper moves. 7.22, offense variance must be 60 minutes. Y'all heard that before? 60 minutes? I think we talked about that on a couple episodes. 7.22, offense variance must be 60 minutes. <laughs> Please ensure cases free from sleepers, all mail and parcels. 7.21, move to the street. This means when you're getting your DPS and loading your parcels. No casing of the DPS. Load time variance is only 22 minutes. So we got our 60-minute office time, and load time variance is only 22 minutes. Always do your splits first. Make move to split when you have them. Move back to your route. Once you have completed for the day, move back to the office. You have five minutes of wash-up time. And you must walk the red line. <laughs> this is like uh, some prison type shit. You know, when I was at the jail, you had to walk that line. <laughs> you have five minutes of wash up time and you must walk the red line. <laughs> this means turn all keys into the key room supervisor. Utilize the 3M and CFS case for mail parcels. Lock out. Please follow these daily instructions for a smooth operation. Remember to keep your scanners always attached to you. Thanks for all you do. <laughs> so here's a dumb fuck. Let's put this out there. It's got, you got about eight grievances on that thing right there. And you remember those episodes when I had that, those, the data that somebody had sent me talking about, talking about the 60-minute uh, office time, talking about the 22-minute load time, talking about stationary events, and all those things that all these things are incorporated. They're miles ahead of us on this stuff. Uh, they came out of the gate on us, and we were lagging way behind, way behind. Still are, uh, because our union leadership is so inept. But this is this is what you get. This is what you get. All this here, the entire thing is a grievance. The entire thing is a grievance. But uh, you know, by our inaction, it has emboldened their action against us we're quietly being devoured in our as a city letter care craft we're quietly being devoured because we refuse to out monster the monster i told you you got to be a treacherous monstrous motherfucker in the union man you've got to be a damn devastating treacherous warrior ass monster in this union you got to fight at the at the drop of a fucking hat Man, you got to be ready to get down and boogie. And we've got cowards in those positions. Man, you got to love this fight. I mean, love it. You got to look for it, man. You want this motherfucking fight. That's how we have to be as a union. Our business agents should want this fucking fight and prepare us for the fight. And we're, obviously that's not happening because I read those B-team decisions where they're quietly being devoured in that region. 
Uh, but you have got to want this fucking fight. It's got to, it, you either have it or you don't. And those that have it need to be in those positions where you need it. <laughs> those that have it need to be in the positions where you need it. Unfortunately, those that don't have it got those positions because they got backdoored in there, right? They got backdoored in there. But uh, we, we got to hang on for a little bit until their shit changes. We've got to hang on a little bit, but change is coming. Like I said, but God, dog, we're getting mutilated right now. But here's a removal that somebody sent. Uh, it's a 14-day, I'm sorry. Here's a 14-day that somebody sent me. And what happened was this individual has a private Facebook group, a, a private Facebook group. You have to get on there. You have to answer all these questions to get accepted into this Facebook group, right? And there's some pretty risque stuff on there, you know, things that, you know, you a private group, you know, has. <laughs> so, you know, they have... Uh, uh, individuals, you know, with pictures of themselves that, uh, you know, you wouldn't put on this regular Facebook. That's why it's a private group. And so in this private group, uh, one of the people who runs this private group uh, gets called in the office and they start showing her pictures that somebody had infiltrated, a manager had infiltrated this group, right, and taken these pictures off of there and gave them to somebody else, uh, trying to get her in trouble. And it worked. She got a 14-day suspension. But here's what the 14-day suspension said, and we'll go over it just a little bit, okay? Notice a 14-day no-time-off suspension. You're being issued this 14-calendar-day no-time-off suspension for the following reasons. Charge 1, improper conduct. Failure to follow instructions. Now, remember these things, okay? Improper conduct, failure to follow instructions. A review of your record. And so, obviously, we're going to request the record that's been looked at, right? A review of your record. Anytime they want to talk about a record, let me see the record that you're referring to when you talk about a review of your record. A review of your record reveals on November 3rd, 2023, you violated multiple postal service policies, but not limited to. Now, let me stop right there. When we get a charged letter, a letter of decision, right, it needs to be very specific as to what I did and what I have violated, right? You cannot put me behind the eight ball on the charge letters, no different than the charge in court. And so when I get a charge letter, I should be able to tell with, with extreme specificity exactly what I'm being charged with, especially as something as dangerous as a 14-day suspension. And so my charges should be laid out clearly, and the provisions that I have violated should be laid out clearly in my charge letter. Uh, why that is so is, like I talked about in Arbitrator Roberts' decision, that way you cannot change the charge as it goes forward. You, it cannot evolve as it goes forward. When the formal A meets on this and then they, they introduce eight or nine additional charges on me. Uh, so when you hear something like this, when you see something that says you violated multiple postal service policies, but not limited to, to me, that's a violation of my due process. 
because you cannot say multiple but not limited to. That means that somewhere down the line, I'm fixing to have some extra ones put on me. When it says not limited to, that means they're going to show some. It's not limited to these, though. We're not going to tell you all of them. We're going to tell you some of them, what it's not limited to. But here's just a few. That makes no sense. You need to tell me what I violated on my charge letter. Right, My letter of decision should tell me exactly what I'm charged with. If it doesn't, that's a violation of my due process because I cannot defend myself. The union cannot defend me. If later on you say, here's some additional ones that we're going to charge her with. And so make sure that we raise due process violations when it states something to the effect of you violated multiple Postal service policies, but not limited to the cellular policy. All right. We're going to need to get that cellular policy and ask how it applies. Behavior and habits. What does that mean? What is behavior and habits? Is that a policy? Behavior and habits? Never heard of that policy. Are they talking about the M665? I don't know. And I'm not required to guess at what I'm being charged with. I'm not required to guess at what provision you're citing against me. That is not a requirement for me. I do not guess at anything when I look at a charge letter. So when you say behavior and habits, what is that? Social media policy. What is a social media policy? Does anybody know what a social media policy is? Because I've seen some floating around the internet that everybody's all scared about, but it talks about if you're speaking on behalf of the postal service. Yeah, I'm not speaking on behalf of the postal service. And somebody on a private Facebook group is not speaking on behalf of the postal service. So I'm going to need to see the social media policy. You knowingly and admittingly are conducting inappropriate activities while working as a carrier trainer while on the clock and on the postal property. All right, so we're going to get all that. You stated you are aware of your responsibilities regarding proper use of social media and policy, yet you failed to follow the instructions. By whom? Failed to follow the instructions by whom? Because I have a charge that says improper conduct, failure to follow instructions. So somebody would have given me instructions as far as all these things that you're citing. I need to know by whom. Whose instructions did I fail to follow? That's critical. You're also made aware of the ELM 665.16 conduct becoming a postal employee, and you stated yes understanding the policy, but yet failed to conduct yourself properly. How so? How did I fail to conduct myself properly? That's an accusation. That's just an accusation is all that is. I and mean, when we're talking about preponderance of evidence or quantum of proof necessary, when you're talking about preponderance of the evidence or quantum of proof necessary, what quantum of proof is, is it to say that you failed uh, to conduct yourself properly? What did I do? When did I do it? 
when you, you say I've, I've, I've violated all these things, but what has happened? I don't know anything about what's happened so far. I don't know anything about what I've done so far. You're saying that I've uh, stated, yes, I'm aware of all these things. That's great. That don't mean I'm guilty of anything. By saying, are you aware of the ELM-665? Yes. Okay, well, you're guilty of that because you're aware of it. Well, fuck, I'm not a violated. You have to tell me something. So when they say, but yet failed to conduct yourself properly, how? <laughs> I, I need to know. This is not only unbecoming to you, it damages the U.S. Postal Service's credibility and negatively impacts the brand's reputation. You're going to have to prove that. You're going to have to prove that whatever I did that you didn't tell me that I did on this charge letter, whatever you're saying that I did has impacted or negatively impacted the brand's reputation. I need statements from, from customers. I need whatever statements from customers you have talking about I negatively impacted the brand, right? That's an assumption. An assumption is not evidence. Guesses are not evidence, right? On November 3rd, 2023, an investigative interview was conducted. You acknowledged that you understand the employees are to discharge duties conscientiously and effectively as assigned. Okay. I'll acknowledge that. You also stated, yes, that you understand that Elm behavior and personal habits section requires you to be honest and cooperate in investigations. Okay, I agree with that. You fail to follow instructions and policy by your inappropriate behavior and conduct. What inappropriate behavior and conduct? It still has not told me what I've done. What inappropriate behavior and conduct are you referring to? I can agree to everything that you ask me as far as the Elm provisions, M39, M41, whatever. I can say, yes, I'm aware of all of those. That does not mean I'm guilty of any of those. You have to be specific as far as what I've done. You have to tell me what I've done. All you've done here is thrown a bunch of accusations around. You've not told me anything. How I've been inappropriate. <laughs> Whose instructions did I fail to follow? You've not told me a damn thing. Based on your information from the investigative interview, I will make my decision based on the information I have on record. I need that record. Your actions and continued disregard of postal policies regarding conduct and policies cannot be tolerated. So now I've got continued, right? And let's see how that comes into effect here. This is a 14-day suspension, right? It's a 14-day suspension. And this says, and continued disregard of postal policies regarding conduct and policies cannot be tolerated. All right, so let's see how we continue. Let's see how they got me now. This could be bad for me. I find that you have failed to meet my expectations regarding your adherence to social media policies and discharge of duties. Now, how did I violate a social media policy? Anything that I've read in there, did it tell you how I violated a social media policy? What they've seen me do? What I've done? Anything in this charge letter so far told you what I've done? No. Adherence to social media policies. Well, let's see if they got the policy in here. Maybe that will help me. And I need to know their expectations. When it says, I find that you have failed to meet my expectations. So now, 
We have a postal service's expectations, but now here we have a supervisor or manager that says, I have my own expectations and you failed to meet them. When did you make me aware of your expectations and where are they? What are your expectations and where can I find those? Are they written out? They better be because when I question you, you need to hand me your expectations. And when you made me aware of your expectations, I find that you have failed to meet my expectations. All right. So now we have a different set of rules that may sound like here. Your actions in this matter in conflict with several postal regulations, specifically, but not limited to. So again, they're going to try to add on to you. They're going to try to add on to you when they put that in there. I need to, when I'm questioning them about this, I'm going to say, I want to know every provision you're talking about right now. Every provision you're using against this individual, I want to know what they are right now, and I'll take my time and write them down as you tell me. Get them on the record, because what's going to happen is the formal A is going to add about 20 more, 15 more. The formal A is fixing to hit you with a bunch of additional provisions. So get them on the record. When you tell me specifically but not limited to, that means you're fixing to hit me with some more. And that's not how a charge letter works. The Employee and Labor Relations Manual states in relevant parts, 66511, loyalty. Employees are expected to be loyal to the United States government and uphold the policies and regulations of the Postal Service. 66513, discharge of duties. Employees are expected to discharge their assigned duties conscientiously and effectively. 665.15, obedience to orders. Employees must obey the instructions of their supervisors, which they never showed how I did not. If the employee has reason to question the propriety of a supervisor's order, the individual must nevertheless carry out the order and may immediately file a protest in writing to the official in charge of the installation or may appeal through official channels. 665.16, behavior and personal habits. Employees are expected to conduct themselves during and outside of working hours in a manner that reflects favorably upon the postal service. Now, you're going to have to prove that. You're going to have to prove it. You're going to have to prove that in a private group, anything I did reflected negatively on the Postal Service, it's impossible for you to prove. It's impossible for you to prove. 665.6, disciplinary action. Postal officials may take appropriate disciplinary measures to correct violations of the regulations referred to in 665. So let me ask you something. Where was the cellular policy that was violated? It's not in here. I, I need to know the sailor policy. I need to know what you're referring to. It's not in here. Where is the social media policy? It's not in here. But you said I violated it. It's not in here either. Most importantly, most importantly, when it says your actions and continued disregard of postal policies, I don't have a letter of warning. I don't have a seven-day, I don't have shit to support your contention that my continued anything exists. I don't have anything. So how is it I have continued behavior? If it's continued, 
then that's a violation of my due process. That's a violation of the just cause principles, right? Allowing something to go on and then disciplining me without letting me know that what I'm doing is wrong. That's a violation of one of those just cause principles. You cannot allow me to continue to do something and eventually say, well, that's enough of that. Here's a 14-day suspension. Because that's what it sounds like to me. When it says, and continued disregard of postal policies. That means you've allowed me to do something over a period of time, right? If I've continued doing it, that means I've been put on notice to stop. I've continued to do it. I don't have a letter warning or a seven day. So you continue to let me do something and then you've disciplined me without putting me on notice. That's a violation of just cause. And then it says, it is hoped that this notice of suspension will serve to impress upon you the seriousness of your actions. What are my actions? You never told me what I did. You never put me on notice of what I did wrong. I don't know whose instructions I failed to follow. I don't know how I violated a sailor policy. I don't know how I violated a, a social media policy. You've not told me the first damn thing. It must be noted that the seriousness of your actions supports this advanced corrective action. If you're having difficulties of which I may not be aware, or if you need additional assistance or instructions for improving your performance, please call on me or you may consult with your other supervisors and we will assist you where possible. However, I must warn you that future deficiencies such as outlined above may result in additional progressive corrective action being taken. So you just killed your own 14 day with that one sentence. You have just killed your own discipline with that one sentence where it says, I must warn you that future deficiencies such as outlined above may result in additional progressive corrective action being taken. You weren't progressive here. I have no prior discipline. I have no letter warning or seven day. You went straight to a 14 day, but now you're telling me that you're going to be progressive on the next thing. You're acknowledging that this type of behavior is warranted progressive discipline. When you say that, whatever the behavior is, I still don't know what I did. But whatever I did, uh, I'm sure you'll tell me later, hopefully. Whatever I did to warrant a 14-day, you're saying that as bad as it is, it should warrant progressive discipline. What happened to my letter warning in seven-day? Such action may include a 14-day suspension or removal from the Postal Service. Well, I just got a 14-day. Such action may include a 14-day. Well, shit, what is this? It says notice of 14-day suspension. So I don't know what we got going on here, but then they sign it. But anyway, I told this person I'd go over that 14-day. Uh, so there you have it. <laughs> Quite comical. <laughs> because. Uh, it tells me nothing, and uh, just like we talked about, uh, you say that it, you violated these provisions and probably several more. That's basically what it said. You violated not only these, but I'm sure there's a lot more that you violated. Uh, we'll just have to see. <laughs> basically what it said, over what something we, we haven't told you what you've done. There's your 14-day suspension. <laughs> Hope that helped you. But um, let's talk about something. Okay, let's talk about something that's, that's difficult for me to talk about. When we talk about transparency, when we talk about we're all the union, I talk all the time about uh, I love every one of you, every one of you. 
I have never gone into an arbitration and asked what color the person is. I've not asked uh, what sex the person is. I've not asked who are they married to, who are they dating. I've never asked that. You know, I don't give a fuck. I love every single one of you. And I always talk about light blue. We're fighting for light blue. But it goes deeper than that. It goes deeper than that. Okay? And something I've come into possession of something I'm going to read to you. Like I said, I believe in transparency. I wish my union was more transparent. I understand why they're not, because a lot of shit's going on. A lot of shady shit is going on up there right now. A lot of shady shit. But uh, I say this because um, I can represent all of you. I can represent all of you. Uh, I can only speak for half of you or for a third of you, right? Like I said, I'm as white as it comes. I'm as white as it comes. So I can represent anybody, but I cannot speak for everybody because I have not been in your shoes. I have not been where you've been. Uh, So I cannot speak for you. I can represent you, and I will represent you with everything I have in my person. Uh, I've always said that I will fight to the death for any of you, and I have fought numerous times in arbitrations, formal A's and stuff like that for everybody, for everybody. Uh, but I'll read a decision to you. And this is, this is where it hit me hardest, uh, what I'm fixing to talk about. And this one case is where I'm sitting on the outside looking in for the first time thinking I cannot put myself there. I cannot put myself in that seat. As hard as I want to try, as hard as I try uh, to fight with everything in me, it does not do it justice a lot of the times because I cannot put myself in people's shoes, right? And here's a decision, a case that I had, and it was one of the more bizarre cases uh, that you will ever see. Uh, It was... uh, It was down south, and when I got the case, I was told about it, and uh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It was was shocking, to say the least, as far as what I was fixing to go down here and and deal with. Uh, And I'll read it to you. Obviously, I will not read the word, okay? But... uh, this is this is what it was. We had a a white manager in a room with uh, it was a room full of, of CCAs, all minority, all black. Okay, and and you could tell that this individual had waited his whole lifetime to get in this setting and to say what he was saying. Okay. Uh, And and all of this is going to lead me up to the letter I'm fixing to read to you. But I I need to read this because I need you to understand that this is where it hit me most and hardest is in this hearing here. Okay. Um, So here's the setting. Here's what happened. And and I will not read the word, obviously. But what I'm fixing to tell you is 100% accurate. And management agreed to to it. Okay. Here's, Here's what it said. 
The facts of this case are not in dispute. On July 15th of 2017, this manager of this station called a meeting of the city carrier assistants. One of the carriers asked uh, the supervisor how, or the manager how a carrier should handle a situation where a customer throws something at the carrier. This manager told the carriers that they should not be subject to physical or verbal harm by a customer. He instructed the carriers that if a, a customer hits or threatens them, they should call the police, then call him. He also stated that carriers do not have to put up with racial slurs. He told the all-black audience that customers, whom he referred to as assholes and bastards, shouldn't call them ends. The word, okay? Shouldn't call them ends. A carrier pointed out that he was using the word himself, and it was making the carrier uncomfortable. This manager tried to rationalize his behavior by saying that because he used to work in the projects, he's been around and started to say the word, N-I-G. He said he's been around, N-I-G, uh, you people my whole life. Honest to God, this, this happened. And the C number is C33254. 33254, if you think I'm full of shit. So he says that he used to work in the projects. He's been around NIG, blank, uh, you people, my whole life. This CCA testified that uh, in this CCA, I'll talk to you about in just a second, because this was, this was where it got me. Testified, this manager said that customers shouldn't be saying, in this or in that, uh, in get my mail or come. I'm here in. Now he's using the word in front of an all black audience. I'll say that again. He's saying that customers shouldn't be saying in this or in that, in get my mail or come here in. The CCA told the manager that, that he was offended by what he had said. The manager then said, he worked in the projects for 20 years, and he's been at Winn-Dixie by the projects. He started to say the word again, but caught himself and said, you people, instead. This CCA felt enraged and hurt at the same time. He is concerned about retaliation against and has already been labeled as a bad carrier. Another CCA at this station testified, and her testimony was the same as the other CCA stating that the manager stated that he had been around you people. He specifically mentioned the projects. She testified that statement identified an entire class of people with the projects and made her feel demeaned, devalued, angry, and defenseless. She is concerned about retaliation. Another CCA of two years, she attended the meeting on, on July 15th at which the postmaster made his racial slurs. He used the N-word three times, and on the fourth time, when he was talking about the project, stopped himself in the middle of the word and said, you people instead. The CCA felt he was stating that black people were nothing more than people who lived in projects and couldn't have grown up around wealth. She is concerned about her safety as well. And this is why I say that. This is why I say that. When I went down to to represent my brothers and sisters. Uh, I, I knew what had happened. I knew what had happened. 
Um, and I'm sitting in a room with with my brothers and sisters, and I'm there's a bunch that I'm trying I'm trying to figure out who's going to be my best witness, who's going to be the best witnesses for me. Uh, and I use several, as you can see. Several of my brothers and sisters got to testify and wanted to testify. They were eager to testify against this racist piece of shit. Um, but there was a specific one as a gentleman, uh, the first one that testified that said that he was angry and demeaned. A large man, young man. He's a young man, large individual. I think he had told me he had played college ball. Uh, he was a large individual. Uh, he would have been a handful if he would have got excited in that hearing. And I kept thinking that, you know, if, if my man here goes off, he's going to be a handful, son. Um, but I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. Um, when he was testifying, and, and he, was, he did a fantastic job, man, a fantastic job. I asked him specifically, I said, Mr. So-and-so, I said, how did it make you feel as a man to have this manager talk to you like that, like he did? You heard what he said, where he said he had worked before and associated an entire class with that. Uh, I asked him, I said, how did it make you feel when, this, when your manager was, was stating those things? And here's a large man now, let me tell you. He was staring at me. And so I'm thinking, okay, do I need to rephrase this? Did he not hear me? Um, you know, because he's just staring at me, right? He's looking right at me. And, and I noticed in his eyes, I noticed in his eyes, he started welling up. And tears started going down this man's face. And my brother wept right there in front of God and everybody at a single question. How did it make you feel when this man was talking to y'all like that? Now here is, is a, a manly man, a man's man, my brother wailing, wailing, and talking about how it dehumanized him, it belittled him, it made him feel less than a man, and that is when I knew I can, I can represent everybody, but I cannot speak for everybody. I cannot as much as I did in my closing argument. Now, the decision, it says our briefs. We didn't do briefs. I don't know where he got that from. We did oral closings. But in my oral closing, I was talking to y'all, talking to the arbitrator like I'm talking to y'all. I mean, I am, I am on fire. I'm enraged. I'm enraged. But I can represent anybody, but I cannot speak for everybody because I've not been in your shoes. I've not been in your shoes. If somebody called me that, okay. I have not been in your shoes, so I, I cannot speak for you. I cannot. 
as much as I did in my closing, as much railing as I did, and I went to fuck off in my closing. Now, let me tell you, all of that combined did not do as much damage as that one man's tears. Because you saw the pain in a man's face. A man who could have just crushed this manager, let me tell you. He could have just gotten up and ended this manager if he wanted to. But watching my brother wail right there in front of me, I understood that no matter how many times I represent my people, I cannot speak for all my people. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I love everybody. I love every one of y'all. To me, you're all light blue. It's deeper than that. It is deeper than that. And you must understand all the time that it's deeper than that. Right? We can represent everybody, but when we cannot speak for everybody. Um, I'm going to read a letter to you, okay? And, and all of that, because I, I want to set this up for you, okay? I'm trying to set this letter up for you, right? And when my brother is emotional, it's all I can do. It's all I can do to sit in my chair and not go to him. If you know me, you know what I'm talking about. It's all I can do not to go over there and pick him up and hug that man and say, hey, brother, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for this racist motherfucker. Right here. I'm sorry for him. Even though I didn't do it, I'm sorry for that piece of shit, man. I'm sorry that you had to be sitting in this seat because of that. I'm sorry you got exposed to that. I can represent him, you know, and I represented him to the best of my ability. I represent him to the best of my ability, but I cannot speak for him. I couldn't speak for him, and it hurt me. Uh, not near as bad, obviously, as it hurt him, but I say that to set this letter up, okay? And here's the transparency that I'm talking about. I say that to set this letter up to you. Because we can represent everybody, but we cannot speak for everybody. And when we understand that, we'll understand this letter, okay? When we understand that as a union, we're all the union, right? That's what they say. We're all the union, right? Uh, when we understand that, and I'll say it again, when we understand that we can represent everybody, and I do I have represented everybody, I've never asked, <laughs> what color are they? You know, Who are they going out with? Uh, who are they married to? Who do they vote for? I, I don't give a fuck because I love everybody, and I represent everybody. Again. I cannot speak for everybody. Listen to this letter. Listen to this letter, okay? 12723. 12723. So this month. President Brian Renfro and Executive Council, 100 Indiana Avenue, Northwest, Washington, D.C. Dear all, I am writing this letter because I am disgusted in NALC at the national level. We had the National Rap Session in New Orleans, Louisiana. 
You introduced your staff and all the appointed people in the RAA and LBA positions, and not one of your appointments looked like me. When I say me, I specifically mean a black female. I am very disappointed in you and the entire executive council. We have 15 regions, and you are telling me not one black female qualifies to hold any of the appointed positions you have assigned. Monica is not counted because she has been there since 2005, and Keisha was elected by her peers. Therefore, since 2005, black women are not qualified to hold any of the appointed positions at National. Myra Warren was picked by Vincent Sombrato, and since she retired, not a black female has been at National. This is discrimination against all black females. If I must start a Me Too movement to get us involved, I will. I did everything in my power not to come to the mic at the rap session because I felt you were dealing with enough personal issues and did not want to add to this. But I'm writing because if no one says anything, I feel as if this will continue. I already know from the results that it does not affect any of you. Because if it did, someone would have said something by now. I'm used to being disappointed by National because so many times President Orlando did this. I know I was more than qualified than a lot of people he appointed to National over me. But I kept serving because I am a servant for the people and not over the people. Lou Drass states, he is my mentor, and not one time has he ever spoken up for me when it came to appointed positions at the national level. You are my friend, so I am letting you know how disappointed I am in your decision making. You can make a difference at the national level and appoint some black females to open positions or I can start a Me Too movement and run for elected positions. It makes no difference. But we will not be overlooked at the national level when we are serving in positions in our local and state level. This is a slap in the face to all black females serving, trying to make a difference. Yes, we noticed because we discussed it at the rap sessions I asked them to allow me the opportunity to address you personally before we start a movement. So I'll wait for a reply from you, and if not, I'll move forward with our plans. We, as a race of people, will not sit silently as we are overlooked. This has been going on too long. So if not now, when? It's up to you to include us, or we will include us. <laughs> this is not a threat, but it is a promise. William Young, Fred Rolando, and now you. How long before the black female feels as though we matter? We should be a part of the national decision-making, just as all other races and sexes are. I will wait for a reply, and then she signed it. I'll say this. I'll say this. It matters. It matters. If, if it's just optics, it matters. But you cannot tell me, you cannot tell me with all the strong sisters in this union, and I have worked with many, with many, you can't find one qualified. You can't find one qualified. And I know that you've promised the position to individuals and backed out of that after you got elected. 
I know that for a fact. So if you don't call me on it, motherfucker, call me on it, and I'll front you with it. I know for a fact you've promised positions to, to individuals like that and have backed out on those promises when you became elected. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Be careful who you fuck with, and be careful who you fuck over. All right? We can represent everybody, but we cannot speak for everybody. It is important. It is important. It's important to her that sisters look up there and they see one of them represented at the national level. It is important to them. We're all light blue. We're all light blue. But it's deeper than that. It is deeper than that. We have to get a new regime in place that understands that everybody deserves a seat at the table, the table, right? You know the table I'm talking about. Everyone deserves a seat at the table because they represent us all, and then they can speak for us all, right? They represent us all, and then they can speak for us all. I can represent everybody, but I cannot speak for everybody. We've got to understand that as a union if we're going to survive in this race, right? What did Nietzsche say? Is it better to outmonster the monster or to be quietly devoured? We all deserve a seat at the table so that we can outmonster the monster. We can all be heard. We all have a voice in what we do going forward. And we have chosen to be quietly devoured because not everybody has a seat at our table. You got to fix that shit, man. We got to fix it. I'm telling you, be careful who you fuck with. Be careful, son. You make promises, motherfucker. You better honor those. Anyway, this is a hard one for me. It's very difficult, man. I'll tell you, I for two or three days now, I have suffered over how to deal with this, how to talk about it. Because, look, I'm as white as it comes. I'm the whitest motherfucker y'all know. And like I said, you get me on the dance floor, I'll show you. So it's hard for me to speak on this because, like I said, I've not walked in anybody's shoes but my own. Right? I've not walked in anybody's shoes but my own. But seeing my brother cry like that in front of me, I understood that there was something going on bigger than me bigger than a word, there was something going on here, and it's because of the stigma of that, right? To have a superior stand in front of my brothers and sisters and say that over and over again, and then to, to lump them into that group of, when it's talking about the projects, whatever thing, imagine that for you. Imagine that for you. If you're sitting in there and then you have somebody come in there and say, all of y'all live here, whatever group it is, we've got to do better. We've got to do better. Uh, and we're failing. We're failing. Um, we're getting kicked in the teeth by management, kicked in the ass by our own union, and not everybody has a seat at that table. They will. They will. I promise you that. Uh, that's coming. That's coming. It matters. It matters. Trust me, it matters. All right? 
Hey, that's it for today. Man, that's a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Damn. Next week, I have the EP. <laughs> I promise you that. Next week, I have the EP, okay? And uh, and we'll get on that. That's it for this week. Man, I love y'all dearly. I love y'all dearly. And like I said, man, I'll fight my ass off for y'all. I will fight. I don't give a fuck what it is. I'm going to fight. But I love you, man. I love you. Y'all have a good week, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, right?